0: What makes Nicolas Cage so compelling? So eccentric, so strange, so memeable? Is it because his career is like a train wreck we can't look away from? Or is it because he is an enigmatic genius we are trying to figure out? He wants us to wonder and to watch him continuously, as seen in his NY Times interview. He acts with full intention and purpose. He wants a legacy, a surreal eccentricity, but not be a complete mystery. He may think of himself as an alien, but he's an alien that just wants to act in as many films as possible before he ascends to heaven and with a completely original acting style. He may operate under the idea that all press is good press, or all roles are good roles, and that he proves his talent and versatility by taking on any role and making it enjoyable. Could Brad Pitt do this? Could Streep? Whatever you think of his career, you have to agree that he will go down in history, one way or another.
1: In today's episode of The Rage Cage, we're going to dive deeper than Nicolas Cage did in that sewer water into the 2009 crime drama Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Directed by Werner Herzog, this is one of Nicolas Cage's highest-ranked films, and it's also available on YouTube for free. Cage shows off his explosive acting style in this cop film that screams cab" the entire time. If you haven't seen Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, I recommend you give it a watch beforehand because, I gotta admit, we don't really censor ourselves when it comes to spoilers. Alright, let's get into it. The full,
2: full name, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans.
1: Yes, long name. Long. A little unnecessary in my opinion. It's crazy.
2: It's it's just, I think that's why it's that long, because it's crazy. <laughs>
1: yep. That or, makes sense.
2: <laughs> I, do they ever talk of Port of Call in New Orleans? I don't even know what that is. I, don't know I, what have, that is. I
1: have no idea what that <laughs> means. Okay, so never once does Port of Call appear in the script, and I have absolutely no idea what it means. Like, I looked it up online, and all I got was a dive bar in New Orleans. So, like, I got nothing, honestly. But it's just so funny. He's bad lieutenant, then he's bad
2: captain. (laughs) Where's the sequel?
1: Yeah. Yeah, The the quick little summary I found online of this film, just to kind of give some context, is Mm -hmm. Terrence McDonough, who is Oscar winner Nicolas Cage, is a drug and gambling adult detective in post-Katrina, New Orleans, investigating the killing of five Senegalese immigrants.
2: Mm Mm-hmm
1: and the way i kind of summarized it is nicholas cage progresses from an all right lieutenant to an okay lieutenant to a eh lieutenant to a bad lieutenant to a worse lieutenant to an evil lieutenant to an <laughs> off his rockers lieutenant <laughs> yeah then he uh he's at zero
2: <laughs> it's just like with every hierarchy he starts at zero again when he's captain <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just, just right, back. <laughs>
2: right back to the beginning and then whoosh. yeah so you can either progress in the hierarchy if you get really really good or really really bad <laughs> exactly you know it's either or it's not in the middle <laughs> if you stay in the middle you'll just be val kilner in the movie and not progress at all exactly but he was a pretty piece of shit it's, uh, it's funny because they make them in the movie when they're in scenes together nick and val kilner they make val look, look much worse than him like yeah. all of a sudden nick has morals in front of val kilner he's like i don't want to be that guy like, <laughs> and he's like dude you threatened to kill an old woman uh <laughs> cutting off her oxygen and then like he's done terrible shit and then all of a sudden it's like there's worse cops out there and it's like i guess it's yeah, yeah it's weird because it's like he progresses because he's terrible like i guess they're trying to say that he uses the system and his position in it for his favor like so he could do terrible crazy shit get away with it and it helps him in the end like that he is a bad lieutenant <laughs> but he's not like stupid lieutenant like val kilner where he's doing bad stuff it doesn't help him he doesn't manipulate the system i guess so that he can solve the case i mean i don't even know like the character is really the biggest motivation for him because he's an addict so that's a big motivation to get his next supply and but also it's like with his job is his big motivation to progress and do good or is it just like hey i'm just gonna solve this case because you know i it kind of helps me and that might help me get more drugs. I don't know. Or, yeah. I mean, and it seems like he cares a lot about Eva Mendez sometimes. Uh, uh, sometimes.
1: Sometimes.
2: In that's the story. true. Yeah. He, he caresses her with a spoon, a rusty spoon. Of right? course. <laughs> the most loving gesture out there. And that's like, that's the part where she's like, we're going to be together. <laughs> They're like married after that. So it's like, he's like romantic motivations and then just like his addiction is connecting them all together.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Like, oh, I do drugs with my girlfriend. Oh, I get drugs for my job and I can manipulate suspects and other cops to get me what I want. Yeah. (laughs) And just bother people at clubs to give me drugs too. Uh (laughs) So I guess that's his really his only motivation, and just sometimes it, it, somehow he just works out for him. He pays off his debts, mm-hmm. he gets rid of the people who are trying to like kill him, and uh, he solves a case, becomes a captain. Yay! <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I got, I gotta say, like, it was almost like a parody of a Disney ending, where it's just like <laughs> everything, like in a overwhelming string, just all of his problems just solved, like bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. It's it's even comedic. Cause like, remember he's just sitting in
2: his, on his desk and then the guy comes in who's like, Oh like, cause he thinks he lost the game or the bet or whatever. And yeah. so he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, dude. And then he's like, you won, man. Here it is. Do you want me to count it out, dude? And he's like, I trust you. And then he's like, all right. And as immediately as he's leaving, the other guy walks in who's like, Oh, sorry about the guy, you know, my friend who tried to kill you. Um, we're good dude we're totally good and then he's like oh yeah and leaves and then then his boss comes right at as it's just boom 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 and it's so funny because he's like i don't know the guy who's sharing his desk is just there like this seems
1: corrupt like what would you make of that ending like do you think that's bad writing or is it like they were trying to make something happen
2: Yeah I think it's like it's like I said it's like it's his chaotic corruption somehow magically works in his favor and it's hilarious because I mean I think the movie is kind of like a parody too like the all it's like all those other cop movies but it's not just because I'm always thinking about the director because he's so famous why would he just make a regular cop movie uh there's a lot of those (laughs) so like I'm gonna make one that's kind of like weird that's like kind of like what is this uh kind of things so that it's not just a regular oh we're on this case and we do everything we can to solve it In most cop movies the cops are corrupt they do stuff that is illegal but we're like oh the movie makes it look okay though <laughs> in this one it's just like jesus christ <laughs> so i guess we're seeing more of it like more clearly that it's like this shit's Fucking a cab, uh. <laughs> uh, kind of like that. Like, um yeah, I guess he. Yeah, he's just. It's just funny because he's a hilariously abundantly rewarded for being a bad lieutenant, and that's like the. I guess it's also just. Yeah, now I think about it. It's just maybe it is just parroting not the system or itself, but just the movies, like just cop movies, because mm-hmm. it's just being like they do bad things, they are corrupt, they don't follow the rules. And then they usually kill the suspect in the end also in those movies. Uh. (laughs) Um, They're like, we have this murder and we solve it within a few months, but we do all these terrible things to solve it. But in in the movies, it makes it look good. But in this, it's kind of like, I get maybe parroting it, like being like, this is what it really is. Like, if you're looking at those movies, and an actual cop was kind of like this, or and then you could also be like, it is like this cops do bad shit, and they get
1: away with it, and you get reward for it. I just want to clarify that cops do this in real life as well, which is further evidence that they need to be defunded and reformed at the bare minimum. But I guess it's like an extreme of it, like going yeah. above
2: and beyond. But I guess it's like parodying the system or the movies.
1: It feels like more of a like a movie about movies. Mm-hmm. No,
2: I
0: about
1: yeah, I kind of wonder how much of Nicolas Cage's acting kind of plays hand in hand with that, like just the parody feel of it. Because mm-hmm. like the scene where he's threatening the two old ladies, yeah, I should fucking kill you, fucking both. Like that was just like. <laughs> So ridiculous to me, like, so much going on. I'm like, oh my god, and it seemed it so was perfect funny. for him. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's so funny. I was like, I wonder who thought of the idea that he should just be hiding
1: behind the door and just be like. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was one of my questions. Was like, do you think that scene with him shaving behind the door was like actually written into the script, or was that like Nicolas Cage? Like, I've got some notes.
2: I feel like Werner would give him the freedom to improv like that, and I feel like the shaving part might be Nick, but the door thing might just be like, oh, that's w- what he would do. Uh. <laughs> That's what Terrence would do, that crazy son of a bitch. Uh, hide behind a door be like an evil villain. Uh. That's one of his breakdowns in the movies. Like He's acting very intense. He's kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm going to break. You lied to me. And it's like, <laughs> oh, oh my God. He gets more <laughs> mad at them than anybody else in the movie, I think. You know, he, yeah. he doesn't even care that much about the guy who tries to he threatens his girlfriend and all that. Like he's so intensely angry with them and threatens them. Usually it's like the main character who's a cop usually is the bad boy and then the other cops around him play by the book.
1: Other films that include a bad boy <laughs> corrupt cop include Cop Land, Internal Affairs, The Departed, The Original Bad Lieutenant, which came out in nineteen ninety-two, and Dirty Harry.
2: But it's like he's rewarded for being a bad cop. And this is, like, in this part, when he's threatening the old ladies, that's, like, every scene where they're, like, have someone arrested or, like, pick someone up off the street and it's, like, tell me, like, and just, like, shoves them around or, like, yeah. threatens them or whatever. And it's, like, that's normal, hey! <laughs> and then it's just, yeah. like, no, but what if he just was, like, oh, these old women who kind of broke the law, I guess, and he just threatens their life. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> I feel like it's a mix of like the regular cop movie and Training Day because sometimes he's just kind of like going off. He's like, "Hey, I'm all right." Like in uh, Denzel Washington's performance, he's kind of just like always laughing, like he's like jovial to like let someone's guard down, and then he'll be like, "I'll fucking kill you." Like that scene in the car when he's like, "I'll kill you guys to the break of dawn, baby." Ha ha ha. To the break of dawn, baby. <laughs> that feels like maybe a connection but there's some parts where it's just like that's i don't see that performance in any other movie like when the lizards come out nick is all himself
1: (laughs) yeah so let's talk about that the lizards in that whole scene yeah yeah (gasps) we're dumbfounded by it
2: Me too. I have no idea. Like I cannot connect that in my analysis I just made because how could you connect that? I I don't, yeah, I don't really know what it is about. Like it, obviously Herzog really liked lizards and he loved feel, filming them. Gr- the greatest actors, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lizard and I maybe it was. I feel like it was supposed to be connecting to the place to New Orleans because it is so wampy. Uh, and yeah. uh, I mean, because that's why the first lizard we see is the dead alligator, I think, right? Is that Ye- before yeah, like, yeah, at before? the um car crash scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a because that's a dead alligator, and then they show another alligator that's just like looking at the scene and then walks mm-hmm. away. Wait, and wait, they, wait, sorry, sorry, <laughs> go sorry. ahead, go ahead. I yeah, guess yeah. I thought of something. Well, um, well, I just like that's the that's okay. So those, I'm just gonna track all every time we see a lizard. Those, that's the first time, and I think that's before he he's hallucinates those lizards on the table where he's just like, "What's this fucking iguana doing here?" And he, everybody's like, yeah. There's no iguana, and he's like, "Okay." And then the next part, I think next time we see one, because there's that the montage of the lizards like singing, the iguana singing. Yes, that oh. one is incredible. Yeah. And then the last time we see it is the breakdancing scene. So
1: Yeah, I just remembered that the opening shot is of a snake when he's <gasps> saving the guy from like the flooding. So it's yeah. like a kind of like reptile thing going on. Yeah. I I forgot it. I remember seeing that and
2: just being like, fun. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I mean the guy was just like, Get me out of here, there's freaking snakes and I'd be I'd be screaming. I'd be like, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes?
2: So... I don't, I don't know. I think maybe it is supposed to connect to New Orleans in some way. Like that scene in the beginning was supposed to be Katrina or after Katrina mm-hmm. and that they're like, oh, someone forgot that there was a person in prison or in the jail, <laughs> which is really fucked up. I mean, yeah. it, it, it shows that in the beginning, it shows that Nick is not that, he's like a regular cop and he's actually pretty good. He jumps in. He's not an asshole like Val like trying to actually bet on a human person's life. he actually jumps in and saves him and I guess breaks his back. Uh, yeah. Which is really, that cut, that transition is so funny. He jumps in and immediately cuts to broken back <laughs> next day, like I think, in, like, in the end of the movie when he s- sees the guy again, he's like, I'm really mad that I messed up your my underwear for you. And I was like, aren't you more mad that you broke your back because of him? <laughs> <laughs> Does it led to your addiction? Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, I guess in the, because in the beginning, he's like, oh, this guy left the work for us to do. He left all this shit to clean up from his locker and left this guy in jail that we have to get out and so it's like oh everybody else all the other cops are lazy or bad or you know kind of assholes like Val cab. but then he's like pretty solid but because of his addiction because of helping someone out and breaking his back and getting hooked on painkillers thanks big pharma he gets really like messed up and then his morals get skewed and he's just doing crazy shit all the time yeah I guess maybe the snake snake good iguana bad no <laughs> the more legs it has the worse it is the worse it is yes that's the that's what it is i mean uh, the alligator because it progresses from
1: one reptile to another the alligator i don't know dead alligator dead morals? I'm like, I'm trying to think because like in most of the scenes where the reptiles show up, it's kind of like he's either doing something that's good or else something that's bad. And I mean that's kind of like it goes hand in hand. Like that's basically the entire movie. Yeah. So maybe this isn't as deep as I thought it was, but it's like when the snake is there, he's like, he has a choice. Like he can save the guy or not. Mm -hmm. And he decides to do that. And then it's like kind of the same. Like he's trying to bribe the from like the gambling guy when he's out where the dead alligator is oh yeah yeah and then the iguanas show up with the like big bust oh and the dancing bre- dude he breaks
2: in oh yeah and the the first iguana thing I, isn't he's like the it's the stakeout and he yeah. like he does something that's in the middle actually because he goes remember he goes in that lady's house and goes around back which is kind of fucked up but it's also he prevented probably like a big shootout because yeah. the guy was kind of like I'm ready like the guy mm-hmm. so he stuck up on him and he was able to capture him without anybody getting hurt so it's kind of like in the middle like he's breaking rules so kind of like a cop movie when because they do that like where it's like they're breaking the rules but they also save people's lives So cop movies where they're just blowing shit up all the time it's like oh, yeah. hey, I do though. know <laughs> cab. yeah I guess it's maybe it is like essential moments in his life well i guess like turning points like in yeah the- makes a choice he jumps in but it also hurts him and then he's like breaking protocol he's bribing people but he's also helping sometimes but in the end it's like well the last iguana the iguana's like leaving when the after the guy gets killed in his soul break dance the iguana's out of there he's like bye (laughs) so maybe it is like he's lost something also because he got too corrupt maybe but i don't know because um i was thinking about herzog again that bitch because I remember he talked about he has water in his movies maybe water is symbolic but the animals are symbolic because in that movie I told you about Aguirre The Wrath of God it mm. wasn't about the river and it was also about the nature of the environment around them and then like the water was like killing people and but if people the water was like supposed to be pure but it's actually corrupting people so maybe mm. it's all oh, that that because at the end it's like there's this one guy who's like the asshole the whole time but he lasts the longest so I don't know it's maybe it's like New Orleans is like a jungle because it tries to be a city but it got it's like animals and it's like represented in the real world and like nature like the of it and the city of it are clashing really <laughs> reaching for this one but <laughs> it's kind of like the kind to deal with different sides of himself mm-hmm. like I guess usually most people analyze it like nature is good city bad uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gonna go for that too unless it's like jumanji or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah nature bad suburbia good but i don't know
1: well, i think it's vague enough in the film that you could practically pull any meaning out of it and just roll with it
2: (laughs) yeah but it definitely feels like it's like nick is definitely connected to those reptiles Mm because He's the only one seeing them. Yeah. He's the one interacting with them. Nick is the reptile.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it's like a subtle way of calling him like a scaly ass bitch. Freaking snake. <laughs> scaly ass liar. Uh,
2: <laughs> you reptile. Cold blooded. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Because he's like, when they kill that guy in the end, he's like, ha ha ha. ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like ha- enjoying himself. the reptile's like, even I'm not this cold-blooded I'm gone uh, yeah, I'm out of I'm out. This is too much murder. Uh, (laughs) But hey, it wasn't exactly bad. You know, movie rules applied. They were really bad people, character-wise. And then they died. I don't know, you know, because it's bad. Because he's corrupt as hell. Corrupt as Mm -hmm. hell lieutenant. That's the new title, corrupt as hell lieutenant.
1: That's a better title, I think.
2: Yeah, (laughs) of New Orleans. Uh, But he caused the death of some bad people. They're not, like, innocent. So I guess it was, like, if this movie was about the Val Kilner character... He'd just be killing everybody. Oh, be, for sure. Yeah, he'd be stealing money from everybody, and um, he could have been much worse. Maybe I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he, Val Kilmer would have killed that
1: old lady. <laughs> oh, hands down, he would have just chucked the tubes out the window and been like, but "Deal he, with it." A cab. What? Uh, what else? This kind of reminds me
2: of method acting, but Nick mm-hmm. has more imagination than ma- method acting requires. Yeah because method actors have to be like i'm gonna find some tragic stuff in my own life to you know whatever (laughs) yeah yeah i'm tired of those bitches Uh, they get a bad rap but hey sometimes it's deserved uh but it's kind of like he's creating experiences with himself like he might not be a coke addict he might have done coke once, but i don't know uh we don't know for sure but (laughs) he um he's creating these experiences as he's acting using objects that are like personal or he creates personal connection with like I guess he put it in a little container to sniff out the Mm -hmm. sugar-based substance so it's like he's using it he's like with it all the time you know between takes as he's acting so it becomes personal becomes important then he's like I'm imagining myself as a coke addict who'd just be so connected to this one object that is like my lifeline so he's like creating experiences as he's acting he's not just trying to psychologically torture himself like math, method actors or something yeah <laughs> so he's not as fucked up because of that and so he he like makes himself a coca because of he's of an object even though he's sober and i feel like that's his great imagination at work mm-hmm. and that's why it's kind of like his style is more original that's not really based on anything like he didn't go to a school of acting really i don't think
1: yeah in the new york times article We've mentioned this a few times, but the New York Times article that we've been referencing is the piece Nicholas Cage on his legacy, his philosophy of acting, and his metaphorical and literal search for the Holy Grail by Darvid, Darvid David, David, David Marchez. I think he describes his acting style. He called it, like, nouveau shamanic and (coughs) western kabuki, like a mixture (laughs) of the two, which is, like, ridiculous in itself. And, like, so Nicolas Cage, it hurts. I was thinking, like, just his style of acting, it seems like it's almost the modern-day version. Of method acting like there should be like a school of nicholas cage when he gets hella old and he's just like i'll
2: do less movies now i guess he <laughs> should totally teach a school of acting go back to his aloneness and teach acting like james franco damn i don't need to learn acting from james franco learn oh, acting from no. Nick cage yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean you he can teach all these different styles because i'm sure he's aware of them he could talk about <laughs> Forgot all their names, you know. All it's the fine. Yeah. Ugh, who cares? I'm not an actor. Uh, <laughs> actors are props. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hot cake. <laughs> kidding, kidding. kidding. <laughs> I'm not Alfred Hitchcock. No. <laughs> Ooh, burn.
1: Just swooping in to do a little damage control here. I want to make it clear that we have absolutely nothing against actors. This is just banter.
2: But no, well, I mean, we're talking about an actor, so we have to like him. <laughs> I guess so. But I mean, because he can teach all these different styles and be like, these are something you can pick and choose from. You don't have to stay in any of these categories. You can mm-hmm. use all of them. And that's, I, some actors probably already do this, but still a lot of people do method acting, even if it's not exactly that. It's still, it's like a lot of It's just a variation of that. But it's like, hey, just try not to psychologically torture yourself all the time so you become I'm an asshole you know seems like you we should update that because that's what in, even in my um stupid ass intro to filmmaking class yeah they talked about the acting styles and they were talking about like how everybody was like yeah method acting is kind of outdated it's like this is so much emotional work why would people need to do this for every job it's a job it's not fucking life-saving. It's your job. You shouldn't have to like dig so deep for every single job. It should just be like it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> yeah. That's, it seems like Nick is channeling something that is more realistic. It's crazy, it's wild, but it's more realistic. Like, I'm sure other actors won't be as surreal as him, but they could still use a method like him, like that he connects to objects, he connects to animals, he gets little tidbits from all over, and it puts this in his an imaginary, his imagination, his headspace, and just emotes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just Get like him. that. Just like that. I guess Nick Cage Acting School.
1: Yeah, I think it should happen. In case you're listening to this, Nick, I beg of you, give us a cut of your profit if you ever decide to take our advice in these business ventures. Okay.
2: I also have a bunch of quotes from the movie that I have. Oh, excellent. Hey, man, I got on Swiss cotton underpants. Yeah, that's right. Cost me fifty-five
1: dollars a pair. (laughs) What was the context of that one?
2: was the part in the beginning when he was gonna jump in to save the guy he was oh. like and he's like can't do that got really nice underpants on that i my girlfriend bought me eva mendez might have heard of her oh and then the the part that's really funny like listen i'm not worried about you so don't be concerned about me because i'm not concerned if you're not concerned i'm really not concerned and he says it like that too <laughs> yeah and then the the part that preludes the breakdancing part easy 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 because i'm not easy you know yeah love it that's what i'm gonna say to uh, mick cage when i bump into him he'll be like hey watch out i'll be like "Easy, because
1: easy. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not easy and he's like did you <laughs> are you mocking me How did pick a fight with nicholas cage 101 how to
2: pick a fight you bump into him you film him and you just (laughs) quote all his movies just quote them and not even like they don't even make sense and just yeah yeah
1: Yeah, that's how to do it
2: and he's like you know what let's go (laughs) and then then that's when i pitch my movie
1: exactly once you've got his attention he's a little riled up that's the best time yeah when his hands are about to
2: be in my face
1: (laughs) absolutely all right Anything else we should talk about for that performance? So I actually had one more question. I think we've covered a lot of this stuff. And also, like, this call has been two hours long. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh, shit, it has been. I need to edit this, so maybe I'll just keep it a bad lieutenant for now. Yeah. So I had just one more thing. What did you think about the chemistry between Nicolas Cage and Eva Mendes? <laughs> I have some thoughts on this.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. This is one thing. Cause that's why I think he's terrible in romance movies. Sometimes funny or like nice to see him in romance within his regular movie genres, you know, thriller, action, whatever. Sometimes it's like, Hey, you know, a little break with his pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, my thing is that I don't think he's ever had good chemistry with any actress. Him and Cher, kind of cute kind of weird. Him and Eva Mendez in Ghost Rider and this movie well, I think Ghostwriter, since it was kind of shitty and they were maybe frustrated that it was a shitty movie, it made it mm-hmm. like them have, you know, harder time getting into the love mindset, you know, romance mindset. But yeah. in this one, I think it's a little better maybe because maybe they're used to each other also. They're like, oh, we were in a movie together. But I do think that I haven't really seen him in a movie where he's really had that good of chem- chemistry. That cop movie I mentioned where he's with Meg Ryan was kind of cute. But still, nothing where it's like, oh, the passion, the ooh, the love, the beauty. Yeah. Like, in this one, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, he's got some girlfriend. And then it was like, oh, he actually kind of cares about her. And then it's like, oh, yeah. not, not that great. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, but I don't know. In the Ghost Rider, he's also kind of a creep with Eva. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like he stalks her and he's like, hey. I love you. And then he keeps like missing dates. Ooh. <laughs> well, that's, I think it's because he left her when they were kids. And then he, it's been like 10 years and he sees her again. And he's like, I love you. And it's like, girl, it's been 10 years. <laughs> Get over it. It was your first girlfriend. Get over it. And then he's like, I love you. I love you on his bike. <laughs> And then she's like, okay, I'll go on one date. And then he misses the date, and he's like, give me another chance. And she's like, okay. And then another date he misses. And so it's not really chemistry. It's more, she's like, I mean, he's my first love. And it was like, oof. <laughs> so I guess I translate that in Bad Lieutenant too. He's like, mm-hmm. the creep, they kind of care about each other. She seems like she'd be better off without him. <laughs> honestly yeah she i mean i thought she was gonna move on from him when they're like oh she went to the aa meeting i was like oh she's gonna move on because she's gonna be like he's toxic He, he's an enabler but no she gets married to him i guess or has a baby with him i don't know yeah she gets pregnant.
1: preganinant
2: but i feel like he cares about her in some way i'm like what do, what do you think
1: Yes. <laughs> my kind of hot take is like for every other part of the movie that didn't involve like any romantic subplot I was like Nicolas Cage is doing great like I believe his character like this is definitely thought provoking and stuff like that but every single time it was like he was in the same room as Eva Mendes I was just like he looks so stiff it's like (laughs) middle school boy in the gym like (laughs) during school dance just like Like, don't touch me. So it's just, yeah, I was thinking about the other movies of his that I've seen. And like, even in National Treasure, it's just, it feels like the stereotypical, like, we've got an action plot. It's like, oh, I guess we need to put a woman in there somewhere. (laughs) What can be her value? romantic interest
2: yeah they're mm, yeah Yeah. that's the uh, curse of every nick cage film because most of them are thrillers is that there's uh, very little representation especially with female characters they're just like there for him and don't really have good characters they're two-dimensional it's like usually like a sex thing not like an actual relationship either i mean because that's what i thought it was like oh eva's just gonna be like used for sex appeal but then they kind of had, it was kind of, yeah, it was just stiff, but I think he might have been stiff on purpose. Mm. But uh, I don't know if their
1: chemistry's bad or not. I don't know if they hate each other or something like that. <laughs> I found a phone interview with Eva Mendes where she spoke highly of Nicolas Cage after shooting Bad Lieutenant. Was this for good publicity? Who knows? But it seems to me like they're on pretty good terms. Go- Ghost Rider was kind of like it was a little stiff but it wasn't that bad
2: I don't know I think I re-watched it and there was one part that was weird but I cannot remember it now <laughs> I think it was kind of like I'm Ghost Rider and she's like okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's yeah National Treasure the I guess love thing is not important and it's not that good and most yeah. of his movies are like that I think he probably I bet Nick probably wants it to be better he wants more interesting roles and in more interesting movies but he was also in Between Worlds and that was a tragedy if you watch Between Worlds you'd think Eva Mendez and Nick Cage are in love because it's
1: it's just so, <laughs> so
2: bad it's I don't know the actors because they're like not famous they're just they're not good actresses. Like, mm, Gotcha. Nobody's good at acting in that movie. But it's just like the chemistry is so... And it's mostly because Nick is disgusting and they're just all these young women mm-hmm. that are in love with him for some reason. But it's yeah. just like... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. So it's most of the time, yeah. I don't see no chemistry. But I think it's because it's also like they're forcing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's it's Nick's fault. It might be his fault. But it's also like, because you, like you said, the action movie thing, the, where there's no diversity in their female characters and there's no good writing or they're just not really characters. They're like objects. It feels like, well, Nick doesn't know how to deal with that or be, cause it's always like a sex thing. Like this is sex appeal. And so he's just stiffly like, this is not real. Like, how do I respond to this? I wouldn't just react like that with a person or I don't know. Maybe he doesn't know how to ha- act with that. He's had four wives. I don't know. Like I said, I guess, the romance movies he has been in, not the greatest connections either. I mean, Moonstruck, like I said, I, some people like it a lot more than I do, but it is a little awkward. City of Angels wasn't that bad. I just think I just didn't like the angel shit. <laughs> yeah. If you know that one, it's, he's like an angel. and oh, He falls wow. in love with a, a human woman. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I just didn't like that, but I maybe it was better chemistry that I give it credit for. I don't know. Something that they could have done to make the City of Angels more interesting is they could have made the angels look like how they're described in the Bible, as a number of wheels with a bunch of eyes. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, because I'm definitely painting a really weird picture right now, Google it. I love that hot take though because that is
2: kind of part of the action genre, and that I mean a lot of movies nowadays are trying to like be like, hey, we can have female characters and more diverse. Characters in action movies doesn't have to just be some white boy kicking ass, and then every woman's an object. it's Like Nick's been a part of that genre, testosterone-filmed Con Air, <laughs> and he's been a part of that. But maybe he'll be in movies that are growing from you know changing. I guess changing the genre. He'll be a part of that. I mean, like more thrillers that are more interesting. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be cool. I'll I'll write my Nick uh, Cage script. And be like, this is gonna change the superhero genre. It'll be diverse. They'll have like, I don't know, maybe I'll have another mutant character. Or like, Mm -hmm. maybe a mall cop who's like a woman and doesn't have to be a love interest. (laughs) That'd be refreshing. (laughs) Yeah, she's like his friend. Or like, she's trying to get him kicked out of the mall because he's crazy. (laughs) So kind of a villain because he's like crazy and she's like she's trying to convince like her whoever the boss is like he needs to be fired and then he's just like hey eh, he's doing good work who cares and they're just like you don't understand.
1: <laughs> you need to see this guy in action.
2: That's why he oh maybe she helps the kids film it because she's like give me the tape when you're done and I'll show it to my boss <laughs> and then get his ass fired. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So I think we've broken that down. Yeah. I feel like Eva Mendez has been, like, just because we talked about that, I feel like she's been fucked over in a lot of her
1: career because she's in a lot of action movies where she's an object, so. She deserves so much better. She does. I was, I had an idea, kind of relating back to what you were bringing up about community and Ovid's whole, like, breakdown exactly about whether Nicolas Cage is a good or bad actor. My being doesn't allow for Nicolas freaking Cage, okay? Oh yeah! I was wondering, as kind of like a closing statement, like if you think bad lieutenant would either support or refute the claim that Nicolas Cage is a good actor. Most people are uncomfortable with his acting style, so he wouldn't be awarded for it in that movie. I
2: think people, mostly think, people think he's a joke or that he's parroting acting itself, so they're like, he doesn't respect it. But I'd say that in what um, analysis we were talking about, that the movie is kind of a parody. It gets that depth and interest only because of Nick Cage. I mean, these situations are wild, but they could also Mm -hmm. play it off like a regular action cop movie. And then we'd take it like, hey, part (laughs) of the action. But Nick plays it off and makes it absurd. And so it becomes a parody. But if he without him it might just be kind of like oh it's kind of a regular cop movie i think he's kind of essential to the parody and to kind of being like what the fuck what the fuck's up with this movie like we're talking about it so much i think that's what mr herzog wanted so in the context of bad lieutenant i think
1: he's an act a good
2: actor i think he's essential to the movie so that makes him good isn't it
1: (laughs) yeah exactly would you agree? (laughs) I would. That's basically what my point was going to be is I can't picture any other actor playing this role. Yeah. And so it's it only seems right. Yeah. I mean
2: I think if they played it they'd try to take it more seriously and then it wouldn't be a parody it'd just be a bad cop movie. Exactly. (laughs) And that's what makes Nick Cage so compelling so eccentric so memeable.
1: and cut. Especially considering the recent protests over the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor among many others, Bad Lieutenant can be hard to watch. Seeing the corruption visibly play out on screen, albeit in a more mafia-esque scenario rather than exerting police brutality on civilians, was uncomfortable. But in showing these scenarios and placing Nicolas Cage in the forefront, This film produces the powerful message of the flaws in the police system, which, unfortunately, are more relevant than ever today. While Nicolas Cage's character, Terrence, proves that the cop can descend from being a bad cop to an absolutely awful one, it's important to note that, while there are terrible cops out there, the system is corrupt as well, hence ACAP. The satire this film offers pokes fun at the stereotypical cop films that normalize and encourage off-kilter cops who abuse their power to get what they want. Never once is Nicolas Cage favorable on screen, and as well, all his cop buddies make you wonder how any of these people were trusted with a gun in the first place. Am I impressed that this much depth can be pulled from a Nicolas Cage film? Honestly, a little bit. But the man knows how to act, And like we discussed, if he weren't in this film, it would be a lot harder to watch. So that concludes our second episode of The Rage Cage. We hope you gained something from the past 40 or so minutes, and if you like what you heard, tune in for our next episode when we tackle the film that won Nicolas Cage's first and only Academy Award, Leaving Las Vegas. We'll catch you next time. Please watch shit turn.